0: As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response plus cbd relief is doctor formulated with recovery supporting ingredients including cbd cbda and levagen plus pea relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness support joint function and encourage recovery following strenuous activity all plus cbd products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients and with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee you have nothing to lose to learn more and to order visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman, And use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash HOFFMAN for plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're answering your questions. This is a forum uh, that enables you to pose your questions to us and uh, the other way that you can get questions to us is during our weekly radio program, which is heard Saturdays from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But worry not if you're busy that day or you can't call during the program while it's live. You can call 877-726-8255. Is that the correct number, Layla? Because I don't have any That's right.
1: Mm-hmm. 877-726-8255. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: And you can call and record a question anytime during the week. Uh, so let's tackle some of those questions. They come to questions at net. Yeah. Kathy,
1: Kathy sends us an email. Uh, it's regarding taking Boniva for osteoporosis. She's asking, do you think it's a good choice for someone with a hiatal hernia? Now, Dr. Hoffman, we know how these bisphosphonate medications can cause GERD. you know, mm-hmm. heart. Yeah reflux mm-hmm. uh it's a side effect
0: right and those medications include uh actinil beneva and fosamax,
1: fosamax uh, yep. those
0: are the oral medications and uh, then there's uh, injectable forms of that medication as well which bypass the gi tract if you really need that uh, medication uh but let's tackle the issue of hiatal hernia okay mm-hmm. so uh leila i'm going to i mean uh it's not like asking a layperson. You're like a knowledgeable person. Uh, what would you say is the incidence of hiatal hernia in adults?
1: Uh, it's actually, uh, it's, a, it's a lot. The, 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 the incidence, the prevalence is high, but a lot of people don't know it. A lot of people don't feel it unless they start to gain a lot of weight, especially around the belly, or start kind of overindulging in food and drink and things like that, where they may feel that hiatal hernia.
0: Right. So let's define it. A hiatal hernia is uh, a uh, uh, a herniation, which is an outpocketing uh, at mm-hmm. the juncture of the stomach and the esophagus. Uh, so yep. it's called a hiatus. A hiatus means a, a pause. But in this case, it means a, a bit of a uh, of a... No man's land, you know, between the stomach and the esophagus, where uh, at that verge, uh, anatomically, there's uh, an outpocketing, which causes a little bit of the stomach contents to be likely to reflux up into the esophagus, but not necessarily because you say a lot of people are uh, asymptomatic. So again, yeah. uh, in terms of the, di- of, you know, and how is it diagnosed? It's diagnosed radiologically. So, uh, or it's diagnosed based on uh, an endoscopy. Endos- so you may not know you have it unless you have had a radiologic study, you know, like a CAT scan uh, or an MRI uh, or uh, an endoscopy will frequently, the, the comment will be hiatal hernia is present. Uh, yeah. so, uh, again, what, so let's take one group that is, you know, one demographic group, uh, people, patients older than 70 years old, uh, what percentage of, of those people will have a hiatal hernia according to studies? You know, I don't know. Okay. Well, what would get? take a wild guess. Take a wild
1: I'm going to take a wild guess. 60
0: 60%? Well, that you're on the right track, but I you know, you actually because you're knowledgeable, you're going to say it's a lot. I think the average layperson who's diagnosed with hiatal hernia will say, "Oh my god, I've got this condition, it's a relatively uncommon condition. Uh I guess I'm in trouble." Uh the answer is that approximately 70% of patients older than 70 years old will have one. Wow. Uh, so, the majority uh, it's up to half of the people in the Western world will have a hiatal hernia, and and wow. you know and risk factors include you know excess weight which compresses the stomach which pushes the stomach yes. up uh, toward but you know that's the Western world you know we don't know what it would be like in. You know, uh, in lesser developed countries, but anyway, yes. in lesser developed countries they don't have the scans or the endoscopies to tell us what's going on. But so it's kind of a it's kind of like a nearsightedness. You know, hiatal hernia. <laughs> you know, it's like v- <laughs> virtually inevitable. Um, so yeah. I number one, I wouldn't worry so much because you have a hiatal hernia. Uh, if you have a hiatal hernia where there is uh, notable. Uh, esophageal erosions or erythema, which means it's red and inflamed. Uh, I would say that you could be at risk of beneva, but, uh, you know, I would say that the majority of people who have hiatal hernia who take beneva don't have any problems. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, then the question arises, do you need beneva? And I don't know in this case because yeah. I think these drugs are very much over-prescribed when there are natural ways to enhance bone density that are yes. safer and ultimately more effective and don't run the risk of side effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and Especially like that nasty side effect, necrosis of the jawbone. Wh- right, which can occur, which I admittedly is rare. I think what's even worse is that when you take these medications, uh, they tend to, you know, and we've discussed this uh, frequently is they they tend to work by uh, stopping osteoclasts which break down bone, which is essential for bone remodeling. So you only get bone buildup, but bone buildup without bone remodeling sometimes creates structurally unsound bones. So you can get yes, uh, with ex- bone. you know the longer you use these medications, I mean some people are like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten you know years or more on these medications, the more likely that they will have unusual pathological fractures. Uh, mm-hmm. Which are you know step off the curb and you know I I don't know what right, happened my leg my, my leg gave my my leg gave out you know and my hip I gave out and
1: my thigh bone broke my femur broke yeah exactly, something like exactly.
0: that exactly so uh, yeah. you know well look I'm not uh, averse to these medications sometimes I beg my patients to take these medications because they're in such dire straits that the yes. supplements won't uh, and lifestyle measures won't work uh, adequately to yeah. restore bone density but
1: you're talking about severe osteoporosis
0: yeah. yeah
1: in that regard yeah yeah okay so this is uh yeah but some of the natural things for bone health uh kathy are are things like first of all magnesium vitamin d it's not all about calcium uh i heard a i heard a nutritionist say years and years ago we don't make the house stronger by adding more shingles. And okay. this is the slapping of calcium onto that house, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? It's not all about the calcium. Uh, it's D, It's vitamin D, it's vitamin K, it's magnesium, it's adequate protein, uh, things Certainly like that. Protein. Strontium yep. is helpful. Mm-hmm. Strontium is helpful. Getting DHEA sulfate levels tested. Is helpful making sure that DHEA uh, is adequate as well. Mm-hmm. And um, there are many, you know, that strength training, adequate protein, all of that. And in fact, it's been shown in the research that women of a certain age, over 50, over 60, you know, menopause, I'm talking about, they need double the RDA for protein than, say, a 25, 28, 32 year old woman does. Indeed. Yeah.
0: So there are, there are natural course. alternatives. There are definitely natural alternatives to Boniva. Yeah. All right. Um, let's uh, switch gears because I wanted to, this has been a very uh, interesting week uh, news-wise with regard to COVID. You know, uh, China did an about face and, you know, it's almost like China uh, couldn't have done more things wrong uh, from the beginning. I mean, they, they may have been the source of this uh, lab leak, which caused the, the uh, COVID pandemic. Uh, they concealed it. They denied it until they were absolutely overwhelmed uh, in the hospitals. Uh, and people were dying, you know, uh, on the, literally in the hospital corridors and on the streets. And then they suppressed that information because it was, I don't know, uh, not uh, supportive to the government's narrative that everything was fine and under control. And then they imposed these draconian lockdowns. And these draconian lockdowns were just horrible. You know, but uh, the people finally they were, they were going to have a revolution there. And finally, yeah. they said, this doesn't make sense because, uh, uh, you know, uh, people can't stand this degree of repression. So they completely lifted the lockdowns. So there wasn't even a phased reduction in the lockdowns. Uh, so they're the Chinese are literally rushing uh, into buying sprees and into a New Year's celebration, and virtually everyone in China is now getting uh, COVID. And then they didn't take the Western vaccines because they didn't trust the Western vaccines, maybe with good reason, but they've got eight or nine different vaccines there, um, and they're not effective against COVID. And so Mm -hmm. virtually everybody's getting COVID. Now the hospitals are overwhelmed. Uh, And so uh, the latest... And uh, I didn't see this, but I heard that uh, uh, Ezekiel Emanuel was on MSNBC. And generally, the -hmm. the narrative on MSNBC has been very pro-vaccine because it's a left-leaning TV outlet. Uh, And what he was basically saying is we now have a new variant called XBB, uh, which is extremely resistant to the vaccines and extremely resistant to the monoclonal antibodies. And so... Therefore, we're in a world of, of hurt. Uh, there's also a very provocative article that came out in the Wall Street Journal. Now, Wall Street Journal, you know, it's it's conservative, maybe right-leaning, but it's not a whack doodle publication. Headline, are vaccines fueling new COVID variants? Uh, mm. And it's a very balanced, uh, responsible opinion piece uh, by Alicia Finley Uh, and What they're saying is that and this is something that I talked about over a year ago I said, you know if you put a lot of selection pressures on a on a on a virus It's going to speed up the evolution of the virus. You know, we see that Um, You know, this is first observed by Charles Darwin, you know during the Industrial Revolution is that moths uh, which were white you know, when the industrial revolution began, there was so much smoke that was emitted that uh, the trees, the tree bark, instead of being like a light color, turned black from the soot. And within uh, you know a few decades, the moss had evolved to black. They became they became black to, to camouflage them. They wow. <laughs> exactly, became
1: soot colored. Wow!
0: Exactly, they became soot colored. And <laughs> this is under what's called selection pressure, or, or like an evolutionary. Uh, demand. And so uh, there's a study in the journal Nature that they talk about in this Wall Street Journal article, such rapid and simultaneous emergence of multiple variants with enormous growth advantages is unprecedented. Um, They say that the virus appears to develop mutations that enable it to transmit more easily and escape antibodies elicited by vaccines and prior infection. And uh, the same study posits that immune imprinting may be contributing to the viral evolution. So here's the thing. You know, you take a vaccine and the vaccine trains you against the original virus and your immune yeah. system goes, okay, great. Uh, you know, I'm going to be resistant to the, you know, alpha or delta strain that came around in, you know, spring of 2020. But then it locks on to that target. Mm -hmm. and there's a new target coming along and it misses the target so uh that's called uh immune original sin in the science literature where you know you you develop immunity to the original infection but you know it doesn't adapt that easily to variants and Mm -hmm. um yeah uh (laughs) so wow so this is this is a problem uh so. Well,
1: there needs there needs to be more of a focus uh, on the terrain, and, and I want to bring our listeners' attention to the Intelligent Medicine Special Report, that it's time to take your power back when it comes to your immune health. You can get Dr. Hoffman's special report, Immunity Reset, a personalized plan to pandemic-proof your body and build resistance for a long period healthy life right you can get this at drhoffman.com
0: thanks for mentioning that Leila and you know when I first when I first put that out uh, there was a lot of controversy over that notion and the the notion was like you know let's not Let's not fool around with these ideas that, uh, you know, like a healthy lifestyle or, you know, certain vitamins or supplements or the diet that you're on is going to be the solution. Because that's just going to distract us from the need to get everybody vaccinated and the need to develop, you know, better uh, monoclonal antibody medications or antiviral medications. And, you know, in fact, there was censorship of articles like that. Now I think it's getting easier to uh, put articles like that out there. Uh, because it's recognized that the the virus is, I mean, that the vaccine is not such a panacea anymore. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, similarly that some of the medications we've developed are not, uh, you know, foolproof either. So, um, yeah, uh, appreciate you mentioning that. And, you know, that's a free resource available to our listeners. You just go, you just download it at drhoffman.com, uh, -hmm. click on, what is it, uh, Read, Uh, you
1: you click on you click you click on the read drop down menu and then click on immunity reset.
0: Okay, great. And because I think we're going to need to be doing that in this year. And, you know, guess what? Uh, If you think that you're going to evade covid, you got another thing coming uh, because vaccinated or not. Uh, you know, it's it's circulating around. And thank God. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers here in New York. And there was a big surge around, you know, after mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving. The numbers are coming down yeah. already. And that's what China should have done. I mean, China's in a world of pain right now. Their New Year's is coming up when everybody likes to go and, you know, hang out with relatives. And it's like literally... Ten, hundreds of millions of people are in on public transportation going hither and thither and yon, traditionally in China, yes. COVID, and they're going to do that again. So it, it, it's a total spreading event that's going to happen over there. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, that we talk about flattening the curve. Okay, you can flatten the curve, but you can't yeah. eradicate it. You can't go to zero. Can't go to zero COVID. Exactly. So they, they flattened it to their detriment because now everybody is immunologically naive and the vaccines aren't working.
1: Yeah, and you know, even back when this all first occurred back in 2020, I remember the conversation about, you have to let the virus burn itself out. Locking down only prolongs the pain. Prolongs the agony, Because there will be variants.
0: It's like the long short road versus the short long road. (laughs) Yes. You always end up in the same place. You
1: wrote about that.
0: Yeah. You wrote
1: about that, didn't you? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get to some additional questions after that digression. We've got a couple more.
1: We do. Actually, um, this is from Danny. Mm -hmm. Danny has a question about marijuana. Uh, He says, New York's first legal dispensary is in business. Mm -hmm. There are long lines of people. Is the ingestion of this substance healthy for our populace? And you know what, Doctor Hoffman? Right around the corner from my house, there is a weed van. <laughs> He's been parked there now for over two weeks.
0: Is it an authorized weed weed van, or is it?
1: No uh, idea. Okay. No idea. Right. Yeah.
0: So here's a so, here's, here's my t- here's my take on it. Um, I, I think that uh, marijuana is is a, uh, a, a you know sort of a a minor. Uh, amusement that shouldn't be given that much attention because uh, the vast majority of people uh, take it, experience some transient enjoyment. uh, But a lot of people experience uh, side effects. You know, they, uh, you know, they have increased anxiety, uh, a small but significant percentage of especially adolescents who take it. uh, It increases their risk of developing schizophrenia, you know, and they're not every kid yes. is going to, you know, be succumbed to reefer madness, but um, it is something that um, can, uh, you know, change perception in a way that makes it more likely that kids will uh, develop a uh, you know, mental disorder. Uh, the other thing is yeah. that it, I, it definitely hampers productivity. Um, although I got to say over the holidays, I had a, a reunion with, uh, my, f- my freshman roommates, a couple of guys that I went to school with and back in, uh-huh. it was like, uh, 1969, 1970 that we were together and you know, we'd look, frankly, you know, we smoked pot and, um, the net That's result what you
1: do with that age.
0: and the net result is that we became three successful physicians and we didn't know it at the time. We didn't know that we were going to go into medicine and it was funny that, you know, uh you know we're talking over 50 years later all three of us became doctors and uh one uh was very successful uh uh cardiothoracic surgeon uh just retired and uh you know uh it it didn't impede us in terms of our careers or our uh, intellectual development or you know another way to put it is like imagine how smart and successful we would have been if we hadn't done that But i'm very worried about the availability of pot to young kids, you know uh, Below a certain age your brain is still developing uh, It can uh, shrink gray matter that's been demonstrated in yeah. studies uh, That's not a good effect um, I don't think it's really compatible with focus and concentration um, of mm-hmm. the three of us uh only one of us continues and he said very sporadically he smokes pot uh mm. you know cuz he he lives in San Francisco and he's got um, uh a friend who is one of these uh pot entrepreneurs and he you know keeps bringing over new samples of his latest concoction <laughs> you know to to try you know but obviously uh-huh. this guy could you know he and he said never in any you know this guy would do operations of like you know 4 6 hours he never in any relationship to his, uh, you know, exquisite precision operations did he smoke uh, pot because it required, yeah. you know, extreme focus and concentration. Um, it's just that, you know, recreationally, you know, on vacation or, you know, on a long weekend um, or, you know, he, he would occasionally imbibe. So, we just all, all right. kind of and got away like, from it.
1: You're not going to go have cocktails before you perform surgery.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. you know, so it, it ain't great. And here's the other thing that worries me is now the government has a stake in promoting it because it's highly taxed the Taxes, and this is a way that a lot of, you know, municipalities and, and are, yeah, it's revenue who are strapped for money, uh, are going to victimize the population. They're going to say, Hey, you know, get this stuff. It's really fine. It's safe. You know, it's now it's a government inspected quality controlled and, um, and it, they're going to promote it. They're going to promote it. Yeah. And there's a lot of money to be made, you know. So, like, mm-hmm. follow the money trail because uh, there's, there's pot entrepreneurs who are making millions. Um, and um, I, it ain't good. It ain't good. You know, yeah. I, I kind of liked it more when it was like an ad hoc kind of thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at least the illegality of it kind of suppressed it a little bit. Um, you know, true. So it'd be the message was, it's not condoned. It wasn't condoned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, yeah, I I think we're going to have a a generation of, you know, people who are more apathetic. Yeah. Uh, not incentivized to, I don't know, I want to say prosper. Mm hmm. (laughs) Think or, think, think or and, accomplish.
0: Think Cheech and Chong, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: you know, my goodness! Or you know, dude, where's my car? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, anyway. So we have. I think. I think we have another question to tackle.
1: We do. We do. Uh, this comes from Carly. Dr. Hoffman, why are we seeing a seeming epidemic of infertility in America? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, this has actually been well-documented is that uh, yes. the, the quality of male sperm is decreasing. Uh, mm-hmm. And it it's unclear why that is. It may be due to yeah. uh, dietary habits. It may be due to... Um, the uh, increasing amount of background environmental pollution, you know, True. sperm in some, the, the, the meme has been coined, uh, sperm uh, mm-hmm. is a threatened species, you know, it's threatened yeah. with extinction. And Now,
1: now here, here is here is something interesting from worldhelp.net. Male fertility has plummeted 62% globally
0: mm-hmm.
1: in under 50 years.
0: That, that's not a good trend. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, looking at the female side, um, al- you know, there, fertility is associated with um, things like PCOS and obesity, uh, mm-hmm. which are certainly there's a dietary concomitant to that. I think the ovum uh, is also associated with, uh, you know, fer- fertility is associated with um, uh, the uh, envi- background environmental pollution. Absolutely. Um, yeah.
1: Endocrine disruptors, gender yes. bends, we like to call yeah, things them. Things like BPA
0: you know, and uh, PFAS. BPA,
1: which has been replaced with something just as bad, mm-hmm. whether it's BPS or some other kind of bisphenol. Right. You know, exposure to phthalates, exposure to antibacterial agents, you know, yeah. antibiotics, all of this even, even.
0: Yeah. So there's a there's a toxicity element to that. There's an obesity element to that. You know, uh, there's also you know certainly delaying uh, you know delaying conception is an issue too because too all too often women wait too long uh, as True. the men uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so it it it's a problem. It's a problem. Uh, you know, and we actually wrote an article on uh, sexual health. Uh, that uh, isn't an academic book, but it's, you know, Wonky late people Mm -hmm. people might want to look at the Andrew Weil uh, book entitled Integrative Sexual Health. And we read a chapter on the relationship between diet and sexual performance. And certainly, you know, that's a little different than fertility. Fertility and sexual performance are somewhat linked, but not uh, entirely uh, in lockstep. Uh, But, you know, we note that there's a high prevalence of uh, ED among men, and part of that is due to poor diets, and part of it's due to you know uh, atherosclerosis, lack of nitric yes. oxide production, and you know we talk about the foods that encourage uh, you know optimal sexual health.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also think there's somewhat of an epidemic of hypo hy- hypogonadism going around mm-hmm. as well. It's like uh, there's more loose and flabby bodies walking the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not enough, not enough good quality protein. Not enough exercise. Too much sitting around. Mm-hmm. Too much engagement. Too much in introversion. Too much.
0: Too to much even, not moving Even porn enough. has been implicated in that. You know, the, the widespread use of yeah. uh, addictive porn. Uh, Mm -hmm. may be associated with, uh, you know, decreased levels of testosterone, ultimately. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of uh, an overuse phenomenon.
1: Yeah. I think another uh, blunting of testosterone also can be achieved with marijuana, can be achieved with overindulging in alcohol. Same with alcohol. too, getting too many phytoestrogens from diet, soy being a big one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Soy being a big one,
0: so that yeah. might be. Yeah, I that had that some. Be, right. uh, I had some uh, edamame uh, this weekend, uh, along mm-hmm. with salmon. You know, that's the soy uh, yes. beans, which was delicious. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, um, you know, I checked my my chest size the next day just to make sure that I wasn't <laughs> going into a into a C cup. You know. I'd be, uh. About, uh, I'd be about a, a C cup if I, you know, continually subsisted on soy. But, yeah. you know, there, there, there may be something to that. There's also, I, you know, I, I'm not so much worried about adults having a lot of soy. I'm just worried about, you know, soy, soy, soy for kids. You know, like yes. uh, uh, soy-derived uh, uh baby, proteins, formula. for baby formulas. Baby mm-hmm. formulas. But also, you know, like a lot of soy products, uh, maybe with an effect even in utero on uh, childhood development. So I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. stuff going on. It's it's one of those issues that gets debated a lot. Uh, do we have time for one more question? Maybe we can squeeze that in.
1: We do. Let's see here. This is, a, um, this is
0: the bonus question. The bonus this question.
1: This is a bonus question. And this comes from Karen. Which is the best form of exercise ultimately?
0: Oh, wow. That's a big, big question. That is and a big question. I'm, I'm actually going to tackle that in an article that I'm going to write for the newsletter. Uh, I had to write an article this week, which is on uh, kicking sugar, which I recommend highly because a lot of people have that New Year's resolution Uh, You know, what can you do to to reduce your sweet cravings and get off sugar? but Mm -hmm. um, In short what I have to say is that there's really evidence for uh, a balanced program of strength training uh, and aerobic Mm -hmm. training because if you go all-in on one uh, you may not get uh, the full benefits so I would say a balanced portfolio, which is something that I try to do. But I probably do about two-thirds aerobic and about one-third strength. Uh, But especially as an anti-aging thing, um, I think that strength training is really important to maintain musculature and prevent sarcopenia or frailty. Uh, Agree,
1: agree. I've often said to our patients, if there is a fountain of youth, I think it's strength training Mm -hmm. because it's those very functional exercises that keep us from becoming feeble as we get older
0: it's underappreciated because I mean, it really is. and so
1: I think after a certain age, we need to
0: give equal time yeah. to strength training as we do cardio. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, cardio fitness, I think is, is key for yes. brain, not, not just for musculature, but for brain, uh, certainly for card for heart, for optimizing, uh, lipid yes. levels, uh, mm-hmm. for optimizing body fat, Uh, Mm -hmm. I think there's, and, and for improving sleep, I got to say that, uh, one of my prime motivations for, uh, exercise is to, uh, you know, be somewhat fatigued because in modern life, uh, we just don't have the opportunities to exhaust ourselves in physical work. You know, the work that we do is mostly, you know, sitting and talking to people, you know, in the office or writing articles and that just doesn't cut it for optimal health. Mm
1: True. Yeah, unless you're a manual laborer,
0: but yeah, right. I mean, if you're look, if you're a manual laborer, um, God bless you, because you know you're you're actually. I mean, it, it would seem like a busman's holiday to go to the gym, but uh, increasingly, a, a higher and higher percentage of our workforce are engaged in sedentary tasks. Um, you know, it's only the the dirty jobs people, you know, who have to, uh, you know, climb, uh, you know, scaffolding or you know, lay asphalt or You know, work drills or, you know, uh, you know, work on, uh, you know, the production line in food facilities, you know, where it's exhausting physical work, um, warehouse workers and, you know, but increasingly Mm -hmm. even, you know, longshoremen used to just carry stuff. And now they just sit in uh, automated cranes and, you know, lift uh, containers and, you know, they, they can be really out of shape.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I think I'm going to tackle an article on that in the next week or two. Um, Look forward to that. Yep. So uh, great, folks. Uh, So once again, a happy new year. I think we covered uh, pretty much our our quota of announcements. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, so we invite your questions. Questions come to questions at Uh, drhoffman.net. Holidays are over, so get cracking. We're here. Yes. And we We want to be responsive to your uh, inquiries. Or comments. Yeah, you know, We we invite comments, too, because uh, you know, if you have a uh, controversial statement and you want us to react to it, uh, that's fair game, too. So questions at drhoffman.net.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and Happy New Year.
0: I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.
1: This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman, If you require a nutrition consult with me, but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare.